Hi, everybody. In this next mini episode, we share our thoughts on everyday parenting topics such as bedtime, sleepovers, and chores, and reflect about our own childhood experiences versus how we parent our own kids. And we also have some in the moment revelations, too. And just a caveat we apologize for the abrupt ending as we need to update our Zoom settings. Yikes! You are listening to an Oakland Asian Mom mini-episode. Welcome to our next mini-episode, and today's topic is pretty general. It's parenting. I texted you, like, let's talk about parenting. Um, I think we've mentioned this in our podcast before, of how we were raised, or I guess how we think our parents raised us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know, versus how, what are our, like, thoughts on parenting as we are doing today. Does that make sense? Yeah. My first thought was when I was younger, I thought my parents were kind of strict and now I'm like, they let me do anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Remember you said they let you go to your friend's house for like hours and like, yeah. Or just sort of like walk, even walking to and from school on our by yourself. Own. Not by, well, in elementary school, when I was older, yeah. I was I was usually walking with friends, but I did part of it by myself or if, you know, I'm sure I did it by myself a couple of times. And we also stayed at home. We were sort of latchkey kids. kids. Mm -hmm. So we were at home on our own at a much earlier age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I had an older brother, so he was supposed to be in charge. Um, But I remember taking the bus at like, first grade and my brother was like probably fourth grade the school bus no oh the (laughs) normal bus like we had to walk down we lived on this little hill off Gellert Boulevard in in Daly City there are some hills there and we walked down and we took the bus and it was just me but I think all the other kids were taking the bus this is my faint memory and that those days bus drivers were like really part of the community not that I'm saying Mm, it's not now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I remember the bus driver even gave us bags of little treats on special occasions because he would be the same person to do the Uh route with the same kids yeah yeah. and we were allowed to eat them nowadays it'd be like oh oh, don't even take anything from strangers (laughs) is it nut free is it sugar free is it (laughs) read the labels (laughs) is it a packaging is it intact (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and we Took the bus home many times too and had to like call my mom. What's the bus got there. like? What's the bus system out in Daly City? Um Sam Tran it's like Sam Samatan Trans- Transit. Oh yeah. Okay. It's uh-huh. like the AC transit. But, yeah. And it's Muni. not Muni. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I'm guessing my my cousins who grew up at SF also took Muni on their own at a very young age. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots of kids, especially because in San Francisco you can end up at a school like wherever across the the city yeah. right um so yeah okay so that's one thing that's okay. different um i have my list i did a little prep today how about sleepovers have we talked I, about this before i think i don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast but i think we've talked about it in real life at least but yes i was allowed to go to sleepovers really yeah 
Okay. And what are your thoughts about sleepovers for your kids today? My daughter is eight and she's only been to one. Mm -hmm. And part of it is, you know, because of the pandemic, it just people weren't doing stuff like that. Right. She's also a little, she did fine at that sleepover she went to, but I think there was, um, she had one sort of like bout of homesickness. Mm. Um, so I'm not opposed to them at this age if the, you know, but I think I'd have to, like, I don't know how well my, my parents knew the parents of the kids. Yeah. Because I, I, I guess I was like, you got, you were allowed to do sleepovers. Yeah. Like my parents intentionally didn't have, oh, maybe when she's older. Oh, if I, like, they didn't have like a rubric of like, who, who would she be allowed to sleep over at? You know, mm-hmm, it was just mm-hmm. like, no, no. Oh yeah. Well, caveats, right. So grandparents' house, sleepovers, right? Yeah. Um, uh, like cousins. my god sisters. I had yeah. a lot of god sisters growing up. Like, well then, um, well then you got your fill of sleepovers at least. Yes, but no uh-huh. school friends. Oh yeah, I was like, I think my mom was just like, wow. Y- yes, it, the default was yes. I should ask her and and ask like, well, were there? I don't remember her saying no ever. Oh wow! But you know, so school friends. It didn't matter. Like. Okay, I remember pleading with my mom. It was like my seventh grade friend. I was like, mom, and I pretty, I went to a Catholic school. So there's a lot of Filipino families, right? Mm-hmm. I go, mom, she's Filipina. <laughs> she lives with her mom. You know, like her grandma visits her. You know them. Yeah. Live like and I still know. Away. And she's yeah. like, nope, you're not going to go there. I was like, what? So it, I think it's like only relatives and only people that, she really knows like she's friends with the parents yeah wouldn't it be funny yeah I'm having the thought of like oh is this the podcast where I realized I was neglected (laughs) I don't think neglected that's a strong word Uh, maybe (laughs) like parents like you said were maybe less more loose yeah yeah less strict than you thought I joke around that like my parents are the most clueless people to ever immigrate. So I think it it was just that. It was just I think like, like oh, okay. honestly, yeah, I look back and yeah. I I asked my mom things like, oh, weren't you worried when I did, you know, this, this, and this? And she was like, I just had no, I didn't know that it was something I should to be worried about. about. Yeah. Oh, wow. So did I she think watch it, a lot of news because I feel like my parents were consumed a lot of news. So like yeah, because when kidnappings news, uh-huh. were more prevalent in the news, I'd be like, "Oh no, now you're not going anywhere." Yeah, you know? we we watched a lot of local news. Oh, but and still... they weren't faced by it. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, English is my parents' second language, mm-hmm. so it's not okay. like they were friends with the parents of my yeah. friends' schoolmates. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I do remember there was one family. My mom um was a Pakistani family, and and my mom became close to the mom there, but otherwise. Yeah, it wasn't like we were socializing as families. It was, yeah, you know. So, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So the default from my recollection was yes, but I should okay. ask her if like there was some sort of, you know, decision making rubric in her head because <laughs> I don't remember her saying no or pleading with her to go. Yeah, I guess I mean I still were. It was I did like my parents always said yes to any like retreat or like it was a leadership camp or like if it was like some what managed by like a third party, oh, like a school yeah, field yeah. trip. They were like, yeah, go ahead. There's going to be quote, quote, chaperones. Even yeah. thing I'm thinking, 
crazy things happen at these things too, mom. You know, um, what's the difference between that and like a sleepover? And at a certain point, point <laughs> I think it was just pride for them. <laughs> they would just be like, no, 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 no. And so I just stopped asking. Um, so that was, I felt like, I think at that moment, I felt like I was missing out. But later uh-huh. on, I felt like, oh, okay. I understand some of it now oh, that yeah. I'm a mom. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I was allowed to do like different things, like go to a different country on my own, you know, during a summer exchange. And some parents may not be comfortable with, with kids doing that. Did you, you know? do that as a high school student? I did. I went oh. to Japan for like uh, two or three months when I oh, was wow. a junior. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I did that's it because like, I won a scholarship. My my parents would have paid for it. They said, you got to uh, find oh, a way there. I, so I, I went no and idea. it was like, I had a blast. Oh, wow. I was like, it was probably one of the most formative experiences at 16. Oh, you know? I think going abroad. Yeah. As a young person is an amazing experience. Yeah. Okay. But so I had an older sister and you had an older brother. So I'm wondering, yeah. did your parents let your brother sleep over? I think so. I have to confirm, but I think so. I think maybe mm-hmm. that made me more angry because of the double yeah, standard. I that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so for me, my kids, They've done sleepovers, but it's mostly with like family and church friends. Mm-hmm. I don't think in their school culture, sleepovers is a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, if at all a thing. So yeah. um, a part of me was like, oh, okay, I don't have to, I don't think my kids are missing out per se. Right. Um, but yeah, they've done, uh, you know, one, one or two sleepovers with school friends. So it really does feel like I need to be comfortable with the parents um yeah yeah sorry yeah. to go back to your Japan trip <laughs> okay no problem I just have a question <laughs> did people know you were Filipino like um did you get I questions guess... about that or yeah I, I think so I mean I didn't actually think it was a bigger I think my Americanness came out more but maybe uh... that was just my self-perception because you know, the instant you, I think everything, like the way you walk as an American versus mm-hmm. the way other people walk, uh, like, of course, when I open my mouth. Um, but this was during a time when it was like, there was trying to be more like uh, relationships with Japan and the US, because it was that like, mm-hmm. silicon, I don't know what it was. Remember back in the day in the, in the 90s where it was like, you know, Japan versus US, what's uh, better? Manu- you know, like, oh, manufacturing. like Honda versus Ford. Or yeah, yeah. Ford. So I think it was in, I got sponsored by this semiconductor uh, company that was based in Yokohama. So oh. I would, I got a scholarship. It was kind of like an ambassadorship kind of thing this summer. Yeah. And then I, w- I went and then my kind of like deal was that after I went, it was for, with Youth for Understanding, I would come back and present at, um, you know, like, like their, their meetings at their, at the, oh. it was kind of, it was called Oki Data. It was like based in like Sunnyvale or whatever. And uh, I would make a presentation about my trip uh-huh. to all like the people there. And I actually met when I was in Yokohama, I met with the, it was me and like five other kids. We met, I don't know, the CEO, I don't know, some big wig in Yokohama who hosted us as the American students. Oh, right? for like you stayed with that person? Uh, well, we stay with the host family, uh-huh. but then one day we all travel to Yokohama together oh, okay. as like 
the representatives from the U.S. Oh. And then we told them about our lives and like what it was like in the Bay Area, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they oh. they gave us like tea. It was it was a big deal. I didn't realize it was a big deal. It was oh like yeah, the CEO of a big company, right? Oh, uh, uh huh. It's like meeting Elon Musk or something. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese. Go to work. Nineties <laughs> version. <laughs> So yeah, I think that was just, I remember crying the first day that I got there. Oh gosh, I can't imagine how overwhelming that could be for a young person, right? Yeah, I mean, I called my parents. It was a long distance phone call. I had like this, you know, the credit card that I could call them. And I said, I arrived and then pretty much that's it. And I didn't talk to them for like two, three months. They couldn't Uh track my little comings and goings on Facebook. There was nothing like that. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Sorry. I took us on a very, it's okay. <laughs> a, a very uh, tangential topic, but okay. So then the next topic is um, bedtime. What was your bedtime like mm. rules when you were growing up? Mm. Like, did you, did you stay up at whatever? And your parents just let you mm. stay up whenever? I don't think so. Like we definitely had a bedtime and like a little routine with my mom and I knew my parents were still awake. I remember being very afraid of aliens as a child. Oh. So I would like open the doors or like there always had to be some light. I had my own room, but I ended up sleeping in my sister's room yeah. most of the time because I was afraid of aliens. Interesting. <laughs> like, I guess I think about bedtime it's like a big deal in American families, right? Mm. Like the whole bedtime routine. Yeah. Right? Um, well, that's what I was, I guess, when I think, when I hear about people talk about bedtime, especially when they're younger, right? How do you set the bedtime routine? And I don't ever remember having a bedtime routine growing up. <laughs> my parents swore they, they read to me. They're like, we read to you before going to bed. Cause like when my when my kids were younger and the grandparents put them down, we're like, okay, can you just give them a bath, you know, read a little book and then say night, night, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like very minimal. Uh, we didn't, mm-hmm. we don't have a huge bedtime routine in our family when the kids were little, but then I was like, oh, wow. I don't think I ever experienced this. I told my mom, oh, did you guys ever read to me? Because I don't remember. She goes, you know, we read to you. And I, I was thinking, no, I don't, I don't think they really did. <laughs> I think. I don't remember what happened when I was super young, but by the time I was older, the bedtime routine was very minimal. And I think like it takes a long, um, our bedtime routine is not minimal in the way that I imagine mine was as a child. Mm. What are some elements that make it more, less minimal, maximal? Is that a word? They, they, they don't want to sleep. They don't want to <laughs> Yeah. They don't want to sleep. But like, like, do you say, okay, you have to be in your room and in your bed at a certain time. You just can't come out. Yeah. So it starts with like the first, either a bath or like, you know, they brush their teeth. And then we have become one of those families where the kids wear the clothes that they're going to wear the next day to sleep. Oh yeah. (laughs) They don't wear pajamas. That's like the thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just so much, you know, knocks out one big thing you have to do in the morning. Then okay. We, okay. Pause there. Five minutes. I wonder if they're going to be like that as they get older. No. <laughs> I make my kids wear their uniform because even though it's not the most comfortable yeah, thing, yeah. like, okay, just wear your uniform. And I got that from my sister-in-law. So I have to give That's her credit. Right. Uh-huh. But like, as they get older, do they think, oh, I'm just going to 
what to wear for the next day. Like, and you, you look know, all wrinkly. I know. I bet as they get older and are a little bit more um, scented, <laughs> then they probably won't want to, you know, will wear pajamas and then get dressed the next part. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. at some point, like the clothes you sleep in will be they won't be they won't smell very fresh you know what I mean like our oh. kids are little so they still I feel like they still smell like it's it's smell like kids no mine, mine are a little bit yeah. past that point they're getting a little stinky that's why they have to take a shower <laughs> every day it's like no matter what uh, like we didn't yeah, even run yeah, around yeah. I said come on you're stinky yeah. go take a shower we have a smell test <laughs> and so my uh, so I say okay whenever they complain to me I'm like do we have to take a shower I said okay Ask Papa to do the smell test, and my and my husband just kind of sniffs around their neck mm-hmm. area, and he and he and inevitably he says yes. You got you got to yeah. go. Take oh gosh, I mean, yeah. Um, oh, this so, so we do five minutes of reading by themselves. Then we come in. This is how it's supposed to go. Okay, say good night, turn the lights off, then check again in ten minutes. And if they're not asleep, then check again in fifteen minutes. So that's how it's supposed to go. Okay. Yes. Half of the time, it does not it go never. that way. And it's mostly because of me. Oh. <laughs> Is it because they they like pull at your heartstrings and you have yeah, to like lay with like, them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, can you read this aloud to me? Or, oh, can you snuggle a little bit? Or, yeah. And then I always, I almost always give in. Yeah. That's what Yeah. Happened. Mine recently have been, it's like, um they're into basketball. So we would put them up and they would have to leave at third quarter. Cause it's like ready, like nine 15. It's like, come on kids. Oh, you gotta go upstairs. Yeah. And so they would come down like twice. Like I can't see if I want to know the score. So it's kind of cute. And at the same time, <laughs> annoying. I was like, Oh my gosh, you're going to be, you're going to be grouchy tomorrow. Cause you're not uh, getting enough sleep. Well, and yeah, I, what time do they go to sleep? And oh, they're supposed they to go to up? sleep. Ideally, this is my ideal. They start their brushing teeth routine at like at eight 45. And they're like going up to their bedroom in their bed by nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it rarely happens. And they probably sleep around 930 because they want to read. And then they they have pillow talk with each other. Mm-hmm. And then they go to bed. Mm-hmm. But I'm just happy to be at the point where. I can literally say to my kids, it's time to go to bed and they could do everything. On oh their own. man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so one day it will happen because my kids are about eight and 10. So that's what I say, you know, with parents with little ones, I'm like, it'll, it'll happen one day and it's going to be like amazing. You're just like, okay, kids, time to go to bed. And they could brush themselves, mm-hmm. they brush their teeth and by themselves, give a kiss goodnight and uh, up you go. Well, even this morning, um, my husband took our, our eldest to school and I was going to take our youngest to preschool and I need to take a shower. So I said, okay, I'm going to take a shower. Just, um, you know, he was listening to a story podcast. Okay. And even to be able to do that, I think yeah. is, yeah, feels like a accomplishment or a, an achievement. Like, oh, he's old enough where it's, I can like take five to 10 minutes to do this entirely separate thing and he won't kill himself you know like he he <laughs> knows how to safely play and yeah I don't have to like be on him so that's good yeah they're growing they're growing up in four years yeah when he's oh, eight, yeah. it's gonna be a whole different story 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's already going to kindergarten in the, in the, you know, I, I was gonna say the fall, but it's really summer when OUSD starts. I know. Jeez, but it's true. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if I should go to that drop off because oh, I will be, be in tears. Yeah. Crying. Not even just like little tears. Maybe I should wear just like big sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it's true. It begins a big, the long journey. That's a big next step. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Little do they know, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, how I about know. um how about chores? Your kids are a little bit younger, but wondering Oh, I'm I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm wow, I'm just learning a lot about you guys. Okay. So chores. You're the worst because you don't make them do it. Yes, I do everything for them. What? Yeah, no, I just, I'm the worst. Okay, word to the wise. You got to start letting them do it because. Um, you know what it is? Yeah. They are so stubborn about doing anything helpful. And I just don't have energy to fight it all the time. So. I hear that. I hear my that. husband. Yeah. My husband is better about trying to, you know, it's kind of like goes up and down. Like we've tried like chore charts and, you know, little things to, to make them more motivated to do stuff. He's better about it than I am. Cause I actually didn't grow up in a house where I did a ton of chores, but my wow, mom, I feel like we had the opposite. <laughs> I was like, I was like the chore person in my house. <laughs> like, okay. I helped, I helped here and there, but there was nothing regular, like I was regularly in charge of. Like oh, I knew how to do dishes. Yeah. I helped like, you know, do stuff with vegetables. My mom was cooking, but I didn't, I folded laundry. So I did stuff okay. here and there. Chores. Yeah. But it was never like my thing to do this. Yes. Okay. So I think we are more aligned in this way in growing up. Like uh-huh. I didn't, we didn't have chore wheels or chore charts or anything. I didn't experience that until I had roommates, right. In college and post-college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also with my husband, <laughs> we still have chore charts, but growing up, it was really like, you just help out when needed, like on demand. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't this being <laughs> this thing of like, Okay, you're in charge of yeah of of folding the clothes, or you're in charge of this. It wasn't explicit. It was sort of like you just do it, and so I think that puts me at like not a deficit. I don't know what to call it. I have that experience, so I expect that experience with oh, my kids. Yes, and when it's not, yeah. it's just like what? Yes, you don't have a helpful mentality. Mm-hmm, Where mm-hmm. did that come from? Mm-hmm. Who raised you? Know? you? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not going to blame the gender thing um, because when I found out I was having a second boy, I was like, okay, a, a part of me is like, um, I, I really want to raise them so that they can know how to be helpful and independent mm-hmm. and do all these things that I feel yeah. like I was raised doing and probably a little bit more because I was the youngest girl, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The funny thing is at school, my kids are very like, I see my son cleaning up at preschool and I'm like, who is they this? the magic? Yeah. Like, wh- like what's going on here? But at home, it's just like, oh, they are, they can be so stubborn about it. But yeah, I, it's, it's just one of those things where like, 
usually my default is okay if they're behaving outside of the home and doing what they need to do and being responsible mm. then I fine I can live with their uh, misbehavior at home but yeah but it can be frustrating I think also yeah. because my default like you is you're supposed like I was raised to be a helpful child yeah yeah and I do not have helpful children <laughs> oh yeah that is hard yeah when you realize the frustrations yeah. coming out of like a certain expectation rooted in your own childhood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well we can have you over and uh, maybe seeing their peers do their chores because I have to say my my kids as much as they're a little bit complaining they do do a lot of chores mm-hmm, I give it to them mm-hmm. they do um compost they, uh-huh. they, they get the, you know, they have to put out the compost bin as stinky as it is. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that chore. They like, they're like, oh, the compost is so stinky. Um, they collect the garbage. They do vacuuming. They put away dishes. They put away, you know, like they clean the countertops. I make them do vacuuming now. Um, uh-huh. Vacuum that. They haven't done like deep clean of the bathroom. I've kind of showed them how to do it, but... Mm-hmm. I don't call them to do it often because I want them to get the like after dinner routine and kitchen stuff down. So are you trying, are you like, are you trying to get them to be responsible for certain tasks like, you know, compost versus trying to like the general helpful mentality? I'm trying to do both. Uh Like um, I practice at grandma's house because when they go to either grandparents' house, you know, they're just spoiled in many ways. Uh Right. And so I say, okay, if you're going to Lola's house, even though she says she doesn't ask for your help, you always say, how can I help Lola? And sometimes you have to ask that. You just put away your dishes, you grab, you know, you help with the cleaning the table. And and even in the morning when they, I don't make my kids do their bed, but I, but my mom likes the bed mm-hmm. nicely and neat and mm-hmm. done afterwards. I said, okay, you got to do your bed. And even if I say, hey, did you make the bed when I picked them up? They said, yes. I said, okay, double check, making sure it's really nice because mm-hmm. their sense of like it's done is still a little bit not done. <laughs> so I said, can you double check? So I don't have to go. So, okay. So they know that it's really, really important, even if it's at grandma's house, you know, mm-hmm. and you get a little, you know, get brownie points from the grandparents. They're like, oh, they're so helpful. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, you're, you're training them to be really, really, you know, especially boys who are known to be more messier, but that's just in my family. That doesn't mean boys are typically messy because your mm-hmm. husband is not messy at all. No, no. He's, yeah. yeah. I'm the messy one, but well, actually am I messy? I don't, I probably am. Um, I remember growing up, there were certain girls and it was always girls where like all the adults, like they were always helping. Yeah. You know, like in the kitchen, if they saw that there needed to be dishes done, they would just do it without someone asking them. Or like, I remember the adults just loving, Yeah, you know, those types of children. Like, do those types of kids exist still? (laughs) Like, Oh, like in our generation. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like kids that are peers with our kids. Have you met? kids who are you know just always trying to or always helping in that way without being asked and um um, you know my sister my sister-in-law's kids are older than mine and they're they're getting there Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes and getting there in terms of um helping with the dishes, even as my parents age, you know, like yeah. making sure that they get down the staircase 
uh okay uh, and bringing uh-huh. the bringing the heavy things you know uh-huh, the uh-huh. luggage down there yeah so they're they're getting there um so but it's i don't think it comes it comes with intentional teaching and prodding you know funny thing is there's this one woman i'm thinking of um who was sort of like that and i'm actually having dinner with her and her oh. family today so I don't know. If she, I would say she's a childhood friend, but I met her, um, you know, growing up and I remember her being that way and her kids seem pretty responsible too. So mm. I'm going to ask her. Well, I think I was, I, I was your question. Like, do you know any kids that are like that now? But we were like that as kids, or I felt like uh, I was oh, like that as a kid. I was kind of like that, but there were girls who like, it was another even level. more. Yeah. Yeah, like in settings where I think in settings where there were a bunch of adults and it was always like in the settings I was in, the women were in the kitchen doing the yeah. cooking, cleaning, serving, the, all of that. The dads were and yeah. in that I think she would have still, you know, helped out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't have. And I think the other girls my age wouldn't have, but she would, you know, do that without anyone asking her. Oh, wow. Maybe she really loves that makes sense. Cleaning or doing dishes. I mean, there's some people who really love it, you know, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was something about the way she was raised, Mm. you know, so I'm curious about about that. And also the thing is, I don't remember. Was her sister like that, too? I don't know. But her, I remember that she was definitely like that. But maybe that's just like a rare instance just a rare instance yeah because it's not like I'm remembering like tons of girls like that but you know I yeah just, like in party or group I... settings I don't think I would be like I would still want to play a little bit you know unless all of us were were tasked to help out but at home I felt like uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like my mom's right. chef and at any point she can call me to be like hey can you help me this help me that and I always get mad I'm like why don't uh-huh. you why don't you go oh, big brother to go for her <laughs> but it's so funny yeah my oldest son I want you know I have two boys we have a tendency to call him over to help out and I could hear him say the same thing I said as a kid and he, he was the one that was it's always priding his little brother saying come on why do I have to do this all the time <laughs> and I have to be oh, careful I can imagine. of that yeah, yeah yeah I'll be like okay let's not call him all the time let's even it out so that a uh, little brother can help out and step up so yeah. um and I'm, hate, I'm, I'm like remembering one of my chores growing up was like with bean sprouts like having to take off the little oh, stringy the little tail yeah. yeah yeah did you or the have- long green beans oh gosh, I hated you to, that you had to like snap off the ends and um, the long green beans, they're like heck along, right? Well, at least the Filipino style. Oh, I know the kind you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like, this is like tedious work. <laughs> yeah, but I, it really goes to show like how some, like the preparation of food. Oh yeah. my, it's very time consuming and tedious in a lot of ways. Like, no one would have died if you ate the stringy ends of a bean yeah. sprout, but it's probably I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a choking hazard, but yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh my gosh, really? We're going to like take 30 minutes just to trim these things? Like why yeah, do we even, my like, mom, to me, I know, don't even eat them. 
it was like the age of the emergence of like the food processor during our my era. Like first we got mm-hmm. a microwave. Ooh, that was mm-hmm. a huge thing. And then now we had a food processor. And my mom, even though she got one, I think it was a Cuisinart, it's like expensive for Christmas or whatever. She would never use it. She would still julienne her carrots huh? by hand. And even till this <laughs> yes. day, she'll still be doing it or pounding garlic, you know? Um I mean, I think her mantra is like, oh, I could do it better than the machine, which is probably true. Yeah. And I think she's just used to it. She's like, oh, it's too yeah, much yeah. to clean all those. Right, 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 you right, know, right. I can be that way too. Sometimes I feel like there are certain things I take shortcuts with and there are other things where I like, like I haven't bothered to learn how to use certain attachments to my food processor. Yeah. So I just do certain things by hand, but I, I'm also not cooking like that in that style, that very intensive style very often yeah chunky vegetables it's all about it yeah exactly right (laughs) like peels on chunky (laughs) pre-cut you know yes pre-cut stuff shredded yeah yeah Yeah. it's come come a long way um let's see last one how about extracurricular activities like do you like nudge kids towards something do you, if they ever if they at one point like do you say okay you don't have to do it anymore like piano lessons or music lessons or dance lessons or swim lessons like how much is it a conversation with our kids about what they do you know extra, extracurricularly so far uh, my daughter is really only doing mostly doing things she's interested in because mm-hmm. I just. I don't know what this says about me as a person or a parent, but I just don't have the energy to fight over that kind of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. prodding someone to practice or like having to drag someone to a class. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, And I think probably part of it is being a working mother. I mean, I don't think any, anyone wants to do that, but my time with my kids, it's, it's kind of sparse in some way right they're in school all day I'm working yeah so to spend the time we have especially during the week having to like drag and fight like that just sounds really unappealing to me and there may be a time where there is something um well like Korean school I mean I think both of my kids would rather not go oh really that's sort of a yeah but it's but they like it enough that it's Okay, I guess I do do one thing where with my son, especially <laughs> my daughter is fine. I think mm-hmm. she would rather not go, but she doesn't fight it. And she okay. actually enjoys the time there. And my son is getting there, but there were some pretty tough mornings yeah. that we've had getting him there. Um, but now he's getting more used to it. Okay, so I guess I do do. <laughs> um, so that's the one thing. The one, thing, the one thing I'm yeah. Kind of, yeah, I'm like, you don't have yeah. a choice. So just do it. Yeah, yeah I, mm, we do a lot of front loading of like, let's just try this, like with vegetables, right? Mm. Give it a try with a one vegetable, eat it three times, let us know, but just give it a try. And it's actually kind of worked. And I have to give mm-hmm. um, thanks to my husband who was more of like pushing the vegetables. Um, so in the same way, um, we do follow our kids' interest. I was a big, it was a big deal for me, for my kids to be part of a team sport. 
Did you have to push them? To yes, do it? Uh-huh. we had to push them either. Okay, they didn't like soccer. They tried it. And then the pandemic hit. So there was really no more opportunities. And then we really pushed them to do basketball. Mm-hmm. And it was very more like really recreational community feel. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's all positive. There's not going to be any like, you know, competitive stuff and whatever. Yeah. So they didn't like it the first time around. But this year we made them go through it. And they enjoyed it. So I think there is this like balance of, mm-hmm. um, and I had to go over like why it's important to ha- to be part of a team. What do you learn? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. And um, I feel like, oh, to our credit, it actually worked. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that but, feels good. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't, but you know, w- one of my son's teams didn't even win a single game, but they were, he, he misses it and he really enjoyed it. Um, so that part um but with piano yeah my youngest said "Mm, no thanks after a year Uh, let him him go yeah yeah so I think it's still rough there are things I still want them to do like I put little seeds of like okay please study abroad or like I want you to be able to have like maybe a side job when you go to college (laughs) little things that I plant in their minds of like yes that'll be really good for you um well I think we're gonna get cut off on our recording yes So sorry to wrap it up in a abrupt way. Take care and don't forget to call your mom.